The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. It's time now for A Veteran's Place. And uh, our host is Dr. Don Moeller, MD, and also DDS. So... Uh, he knows what he's talking about, and we're finally getting some good news in, or at least a little bit of good news in, as people are waking up to the fact that uh, veterans have been screwed over by the VA for years and not getting all the medical coverage that they should be getting. So with that being said, again, welcome to... A veteran's place. We're going to do our thing with a moment of silence, and then we'll come back with making sure that the uh, heart's beating right. So let's take that moment of silence. with a veteran's place and we want to make sure your heart's beating so let's go with that and uh, then we'll be back with Dr. Don hey, I feel alright now hey, I feel alright now do you feel like I do right now do you feel like I do right now motivated motivated rockstead oh yeah can do it. I can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. He can hang. He can hang. Young man. Young man. He can hang. He can hang. Feels good. Feels good. So good. So good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're listening to America's Web Radio and a veteran's place, and I want to uh, take one moment to thank all of, it's not just veterans, it's our listeners across the board that are telling veterans about America's Web Radio and the fact that we've got some of the best veteran shows going. And if you know of anyone that's suffering from PTSD and not able to sleep at night, they need to be listening to this show right now. But with that being said, let's turn it over to Dr. Don. Hey, Dave. Good morning, and... Uh, thanks a lot for having me on your show today. Uh, we've got a couple things we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to go down and discuss a theory I've got. Uh, it's called the dynamic load or bent frame theory for PTSD. Then we're going to talk about uh, PTSD and the caregivers and uh, marriage partners, significant others of uh, veterans with PTSD and giving some tips for that. And anything else you want to include, Dave? Uh, I will uh, say that I've uh, filed another 
VA inspector, Office of the Inspector General complaint, and this time I wrote it up as a legal brief, not specifically a legal brief, but with all the things mentioned that uh, the VA really is not doing what it can do to help our veterans with uh, PTSD, oral health problems. And I want to just take a couple minutes to talk about this. The VA has not defined what oral health is, uh, and I mean that uh, very specifically. What is oral health? Now, if you go to the VA website, the dental website, and look at the quote, it says, they are proud to be part of taking care of veterans' oral health as part of their whole health. Now, that sounds pretty nice. It sounds very altruistic. Sounds like the VA uh, that we dream actually exists. But I don't understand why I've not gotten answers from the leadership in the VA when I ask, what is the difference between dental care and oral health care and whole health care? There are a couple of issues involved here. Let's start out at whole health. There's a part where whole health is supposed to be managed by a physician. You see, there's a point where oral health affects whole health, and you need to define that boundary. The VA actually needs to have their treatment schedules set up that define where a doctor, a physician like myself, enters enters on the stage right uh, as part of this play to take care of veterans. And I can assure you that that is not well-defined, and they need to do that. And here's why. If you read in the VA handbook uh, 1130.01, I think it's Section 8, it talks about TMJ and that if you're grinding your teeth and have oral health problems, dental health, who's defined it? They haven't. Then a VA dentist will decide if you need dental health care. So that's really kind of disingenuous. You see, the Federal Trade Commission says that when you tell a patient something over the airwaves or TV or printed material, you expect not a medical person to read this, but a person, a reasonable person, what the law says specifically, And if a reasonable person, such as a veteran, would assume that his oral health is part of his whole health, and the VA was set up to help your whole health, how is oral health not part of your whole health? Let me give you an example. Uh, PTSD affects numerous systems in your body, your immune system, your endocrine system, your cardiovascular system, blah, blah, blah. That's beyond argument. So what if you go to the VA and you say, hey, I've got PTSD, and your physical says, whoa, look, you've got diabetes and cardiovascular disease. Well, good for you, veteran, because that's, I guess, a category two or whatever that's related to your PTSD, and we're going to treat it. That affects your cardiovascular system and your endocrine system. Well, you go, hey, Dr. Moeller said PTSD affects my oral system. Well, you're not eligible care for your oral system. Well, 
PTSD affects your nervous system. I guess your oral system has nerves. It affects your musculoskeletal system and your TM joint and your jaw joints have muscles. Mm, that's part of the muscular skeletal system. And the, and the list goes on. So my IG complaint basically was, why has the VA de- defined oral health care to equal dental health care? That's not true. Getting drilling and filling and teeth cleanings and crowns or caps, however you want to do it. That might be called dental care, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about oral health care as part of whole health care. And just the failure to smile, be able to smile at people, affects your your psychological health. So that's just one system that's affected by not having adequate oral health. So anyway, I'm waiting to hear from the VA now uh, on that, and I hope they do reply because uh, you can take additional measures. All right, so now we're going to move into some kind of a hopefully helpful framework on uh, PTSD. And uh, I, before I come on the air and, and, and start running my mouth, I spent some serious amount of time, in addition to my medical background and dental background, to get the latest and greatest for our listeners. Well, I reviewed a whole bunch of nicely written uh, clinical treatment suggestions on the websites like WebMD, and you have a lot of other ones out there that that are really trying to help veterans uh, with their PTSD and, and navigating through their life. Well, I understand that those people are are, at, are they're they're trying. The psychologists are trying to help, but I I, I really have to bring up a topic that I don't believe uh, has been addressed. And I call this the dynamic load theory of PTSD. Now, I'm not not ashamed that one of my hobbies is restoring military vehicles. It's a lot of fun. And eventually you try and take one of your vehicles, military vehicles, off-road. Well, here's where I'm going with this analogy. PTSD is a system of problems. It's called post-traumatic stress disorder. So it should be stress disorder, comma, post-traumatic, or hyphen post-traumatic, because there are many other stress disorders. But here's the analogy I'm making. If you have an off-the-road vehicle, and it's got pictures of people taking a similar vehicle on the, let's call it the strenuous course, and you can see these things on YouTube. It looks like a lot of fun. Well, I want you to imagine that you took your vehicle in to a mechanic just for the checkup, and he comes over and he says, you know, your frame is bent. And you go, well, what happened? And he says, I don't know. And you, and you, and you tell him, he said, look, this is an off-road vehicle, and I got shocks and I got springs that are meant for off-the-road work. Well, PTSD, in a way, I want you to see it, uh, because we're going to build on this analogy. You took a regular car that was designed, let's say, for street use, and nice, like my 
wife's dad's Oldsmobile, rides like a dream. There's no sticker anywhere in the car that says you can't take it on an off-road situation. Where am I going with this? The shocks and the springs weren't designed for what I intend to do in off-road. Where I'm going with this is the soldiers, veterans, female military, male military sexual trauma folks. You, your system, your psychological, spiritual, soul system was subjected to a stress where the average shock absorbers, absorbers and, and the standard springs were not able to handle that problem. And so here's what happens. The analogy, you have an off-road truck. We get it. You have the off-road shocks. We get it. You've got the off-road springs set up. We get it. But here's something that happens that people don't understand. Dynamic stress is caused by the load on the truck, the speed that truck is going, and the terrain. Those things can multiply damaging forces exponentially. Now, let me show you from the aviation point of view. If you're flying an aircraft, and I'm not a pilot, but I took enough flight lessons to decide I didn't want to do that, uh, if you load an air, aircraft almost beyond what it should carry or beyond what it should carry, and you fly at a certain speed, and then you hit the terrain, which is rough air, you can stress that that aircraft out. That's called a velocity never to exceed. And I had an acquaintance, a doctor, who was flying his aircraft, and his attention wandered, and he reached that velocity never to exceed, and he was doing fine until he hit rough air, and it literally destroyed his aircraft, and he was killed. So the analogy I'm making is veterans are are tough folks. Now, our first responders, the firemen, the EMTs, and the police, they're tough folks. We'll be back with Dr. Don right after this. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on A Place for Veterans with Dr. Don Moeller. And, Don, I'll turn it back over to you. Okay. So the analogy that I'm trying to, to build here, and I am going somewhere with this story, is that aircraft off-the-road vehicles have limits, but their limits are changed by dynamics, and the dynamics mean speed, load, and terrain. Now, usually that's what happens uh in PTSD, 
you're going along and you have an idea what combat is like or medical care is like or police work is like, like, and then you're hit with something, a dynamic situation that no human being can handle and it overloads your system and it shocks the whole system. Well, let's take a EMT and Dave, you're familiar with this. And I've actually been there as an EMT. You go, you're trained to do uh, uh, first aid and, and stabilize the patient. I came upon a wreck with like six vehicles involved and patients all over the street. You're, you're just not taught how to handle that. Yeah, you, you, you do a quick triage with good grief. You're running around trying to help patients with no, basically not enough equipment, not enough help you're going to get stressed out and there's no way to prepare for that situation. So now what we're talking about is developing a skill set to help you. And I'm, and I'm going to tell people what I think is going on in, in, in PTSD because they're core values that have to be addressed in this. Uh, it's not a superficial wound. I want to, I want to let you know that, you, that's why I called it the bent frame problem. It's a deep core value that has to be addressed. It is not a superficial problem. For example, if you look at the hints to help you get through your day with PTSD, they address the symptoms, and they're not addressing the core values involved. And as a result they may be very frustrating to try and implement. We talked about some of these last week. For example, you want to try and exert early control of your day. You don't want to have immediate big decisions when you get up. It's characteristic of some of the symptoms of PTSD. It's frustration, anger, irritability. So you want to delay those for as long as you can. However, that's treating a symptom and not a core problem. And I want to discuss a core problem uh, this morning, uh, and I'm going to base it on uh, a core injury to your soul. Now, we've talked about moral injury before and, and quite extensively, and there's a checklist that you can run through to say, I wonder if I have had a moral injury. And, there, and that's very effective. But the problem is, I don't know that they are addressing the depth and the core injuries that is necessary to look at. So let's, let's look at some core, core values. Now, the bent frame analogy is being used, and, and here's why. Your bent, bent moral frame or spiritual frame is not going to be treated by a psychologist. And let me quote from a Dr. Brett L. Litz, L-I-T-Z, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing, if the response, it is not the responsibility of a psychologist to treat problems that are not malleable and cannot be conceptualized and reconstrued in a different psychological framework. What is he trying to say? You can't go to your psychologist and say, what is the meaning of life? I think my injury in PTSD has challenged 
my purpose and meaning in life. And so I, that is why I came up with the, my bent frame hypothesis. That goes to the core of your being. And you have to identify the core values of your being that have been, been bent, so to speak. Now, I will tell you as a maxillofacial surgeon that if you, in a trauma case, if you don't get the facial bones correct and in correct position and stabilized, there's no plastic surgeon on the face of the earth that can fix the problem. Your tissue drape, your facial tissue drape, cannot cover a huge defect. And I don't know that that doesn't have applicability to the post-traumatic stress disorder problems. Because what's going on is, yes, you can get through your day better. Yes, you can learn a skill set uh, to help you through your day. And these, these are known to have an effect. For example, exercise. Whether you believe it or not, simply making your body go out and exercise at whatever level you want, getting outdoors, has a demonstrable effect on helping you. In fact, a quote that I like is, after... <clears throat> excuse me, people who've had heart problems, hypertension and heart attacks, a lot of that has to do with stress, and we're going to talk about stress injuries in a minute. It's pervasive. We've, we've covered that. But the fact you need to know is that stress management courses that heart attack people, patients have had, can reduce by 74% the occurrence of a second heart attack. I want to repeat that. Stress management courses can reduce by 74%, 74% of recurrence of a second heart attack. Now, are heart attacks and hypertension associated with stress? Yes, they are. There are some figures we're going to talk about later, such as 70 to 90% of the visits that family practice guys see, somehow those systems are affected by stress. We live in a very stressful society, so you're not, you're not going to escape uh, having stress, but you do need to know how to handle it, okay? So here's my contention, is that regardless if you are a spiritual person or not, not at some point, you're going to have to consider the fact that your soul has been injured. And that's just kind of the way the uh, the world's put together. And if you have a spiritual problem, and these are going to be questions that we're going to answer or at least pose on this program in the next couple minutes, how would you know uh, if your spiritual uh, frame is bent? Well, if you say, you know, I've been going to my therapist and I still have a lurking deep down problem uh, that seems to be tearing me apart and you're doing all the therapies correctly and you're doing the things that we mentioned, well, you may want to consider that your spiritual frame has been bent, okay? Now, let's, let's, I, I want to make something very specific. Uh, if, if it seems, for example, that you're going through the motions with your psychologist 
but you're not quite getting the home run that you anticipated, that might be an indication that your spiritual frame has taken a, has taken a hit. Uh, and I want to make one comment on, and I make analogies so everybody will understand. There was there was a point in everybody's life that they don't know how to swim, and that was me. I didn't know how to swim. I don't think until I was like twelve. Water. This is the analogy. Water was terrifying. I didn't walk out on piers. I didn't walk near swimming pools. And I didn't go out in boats to fish. I fished from the shore. Well, a skill set called learning to swim eliminated all that. Now I find it fun to play in the water, to jump overboard, and not even worry about walking on docks. Well, see, that's an example of a mortal fear of dying that is drowning. And we have to agree that I think it'd be unfair to ask a psychologist to say, can you talk to me so I won't be afraid of falling off the dock or into a pool and drowning? I think that's, that'd be a, a tough order. Well, when you bring a soul injury to a psychologist, in a way you're, you're in the same position because that's not something they address. And like Dr. Litt said, if they have a set, of, if you have a set of core values that you're trying to reach and can identify, they can they can help you. But if you are basically floating around without a compass and you don't have uh, a, a a reason for living, that's a spiritual question. Even if you don't feel like framing it in a spiritual manner, Dave, what do you think about that? I think this is something that. Uh not only needs, but has to be addressed. And uh, you can't, this is where you can't just talk to anybody about it, and this is where it would be nice to have well-trained ministers being able to talk about it. And uh, unfortunately, we're getting more and more people that are trained to talk about PTSD and the different aspects of it, but we're still a long ways away. And I, yeah, I like your analogy of the bent frame. I've been there, done that with a car, and uh, I, uh, you know, I, I, I really like that analogy. And at this point, let's... Uh, Take our second break since we've stopped here. And uh, we'll be back with Dr. Don in just a moment. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions,
questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're back with A Veteran's Place and Dr. Don Moeller and talking about, as always, PTSD. And, you know, Don, is as a medical doctor and a dentist, do you know of any other, I mean, every disease has its quirks. Uh, you know, some diseases bring along horrendous pain. Others bring along uh, functions that uh, you can't control, body functions. Uh, but is there any disease that affects so many parts of the body as PTSD does? Well... Dave, that's a great question. The uh, here's the problem: PTSD. When you have a system a P- a disorder that affects your musculoskeletal system, wow, that affects everything. You can have uh, genetic disorders that affect the musculoskeletal system, and then they also can affect the nervous system. You can have things like um, autoimmune diseases that affect all the systems. And believe it or not, some of the immune disorders are a result of stress. You see, when we go through our life, parts environment and parts genetic. And let's say you're going through life and you just love, like I did at one time, love donuts and bakery goods. Well, that's going to challenge your food processing system. Well, you have a higher risk of getting diabetes because obesity contributes to diabetes. Now, I had a patient just two weeks ago that I talked to, and I didn't recognize her because two years later she lost so much weight and exercised, she got off of insulin. Now, that's that's an example of diabetes affects your heart, your kidneys, your your, um, nervous system your musculoskeletal system. Well, PTSD affects that. As a matter of fact, let me rephrase it. Diabetes is increased in patients with PTSD because stress causes a release of cortisol and epinephrine, adrenaline. And adrenaline is fight or flight, and it says, look, we got to get the sugar level up. We're fixing to fight or fly. And so, Dave... It's all interconnected. Once you once you have a disorder such as PTSD, which is associated with changes in inflammatory responses, and that's documented, and changes in immune functions, well, then you get changes, other changes, such as diabetes, which then also affect immune systems, et cetera, et cetera. So it becomes like a spiral. Uh, or or a giant net. Did I answer your question, Dave? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you have one one disease that affects a bunch of systems. Well, when those systems get affected, then it affects other systems. It's kind of like a, a amplification. And so, what we're going to do? I'm going to 
I've got some questions that I want our listeners to think about. Now, how does your PTSD affect your core beliefs? Now, what we're talking about here is have you formatted a soul-searching, spiritual idea of why you're on the earth, why you're here? Many people haven't done that. And this is why I'm talking about the bent frame. Most people that drive the overwhelming majority have never had a car with a bent frame. And you don't know how it would perform, and you don't know what accommodations you have to make if you feel like keeping your car with a bent frame. Well, that's what I'm talking about. And by the way, interestingly enough, enough, you can get a car with a bent frame direct from the manufacturer. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I had one. I had a 1978 Cutlass Oldsmobile, and everything seemed fine on it. You know, it drove fine, no problem. But if it was a rainy day, I'd get more flashing lights and more people honking at me than you could believe. And you look in the rearview mirror, and it looks like you're going down the road sideways. (laughs) Yes. And you know, and, and I'm so glad I used that analogy. If if you if you dr- drove into your dealer and they didn't have the concept that this guy's frame could be bent, you'd end up driving out feeling good about your car, thinking it was you. And that's exactly what I'm trying to talk about in this. You need to find out whether you have a spiritual nature or not. And if you haven't. <clears throat> You probably want to consider the concept of a bent frame spiritual problem because those problems are very deep and they're not going to be addressed by standard psychotherapy and they're definitely not going to be addressed by beating the symptom down with medications. And what am I saying here? That, that the way you perceive life, whatever your frame, and we talked about frame, your frame of putting everything in perspective. If you experience stress, that is going to have an effect on your heart, kidneys, endocrine system, you name it, digestive system. It doesn't matter how you believe or what you believe until you stress the system. And that's where we're back to the bent frame. If you've got PTSD, then your frame to some extent has been bent. And until and that's a core thing that you have to address. You have to step back whether you say, well, I, I'm just not in the spiritual thing. Well, your spiritual frame's been bent regardless of whether you want to admit it or not. And it's going to start to have stressful manifestations. Well, another question you might want to ask yourself, how would you determine what your core beliefs are. I mean, most people, I taught college, and basically it's, I lecture, they read the book, take my lecture notes, and then I ask questions, they check the appropriate boxes, get their grade, and move on. Well, that's college education. You can take college philosophy, and I did, and you will not develop necessarily develop core values. 
at what point in your life have you developed core values? What is the meaning of your life? How do you determine core values if you don't have a moral compass? And where does good and evil come from? Whoa. See, this is what I'm talking about, core values. A happy, smiling soldier who was living in California and going to the beach one day and ends up in Vietnam the next, I had no core values developed. And when you get thrown into a war and seeing the depths of depravity of humanity, uh, and you don't have a core system, and who? how many 19-year-olds do? I mean, I don't think a whole lot. <clears throat> maybe a philosophy major would, maybe a seminary student when he's 23, but, you know, the folks I'm talking to, none of us, and you too, Dave, when you went in the Army, you didn't have a core system. You may have had a pragmatic core system, hey, don't cheat your your army buddies out of money and, and, and take care of them and, you know, don't squeal the rat on them. You know, those are just general cultural norms. But PTSD is not necessarily a violation of a cultural norm. You have been thrown into the bent frame problem, and you may not have known it. And again, psychologists do the best they can, but in this this journal paper that came out in the last couple months, Dr. Litz made the statement, you know, the job of psychologists is to restore your mental health, but they're not there to give you a reason for wanting to restore your mental health, and that's, that's a problem. Now, giving helpful hints on people with PTSD to say, hey, here's how you can get your through your day better, in a way, that's kind of mm, superficial because you've got to have the motivation to want to get through your day better. You see, that's why I'm not pushing the bent frame hypothesis, but you've got to start there. So the next question you may want to uh, answer is, can you establish a satisfying purpose in life outside of a theological framework? Or... Can a soul injury actually exist outside of a theological-based system? Well, the book of Job, and I'm not embarrassed to say I believe the Bible, the book of Job is one of the first books in the Bible. It Chronologically, that was an oral tradition long before those other books ahead of it were, were written down. And why is that? Well, those are the fundamental problems of life the book of Job talks about that we still face today. Why is there evil? How can there be bad people in the world? Why would somebody want to be bad? In other words, the Bible encourages you to consider a possible spiritual framework for the rest of your life. And that's what I'm talking about. How do you uh, develop a moral or a guiding system outside of a theological framework that is a God, God-based God framework. And I kind of maintain that you can't. Now, I know atheistic professors. They're doing well. They make nice salary, they're smiling, and they're living the dream. But those professors were not put into a bend-my-frame situation such as a war zone or military sexual trauma or watching patients die in an emergency room. You see, 
that's why I mentioned my grand, my father-in-law's Oldsmobile. That thing is a dream car. It's a 92. I love driving it. It floats down the road. You're feeling good. You're living the dream. But the point is, if you take it off-road or you're, or you're trying to get away from a bad guy and you have to drive it off-road, it's not going to work. And so you can fake it till you make it. But when you've got PTSD, and this is where I'm going with this, you are forced. You are one of the select few, the 7% in our population, that's going to have to have to work out your core core values. You say, I don't feel like doing that, and, and I wish I had good news for you. Then you then you can listen to the archived helpful hints from Dr. Don on how to get through your day, but I cannot provide you with the motivation to engage in using helpful hints, and I want to make sure that, that, that that's clear. We're going to go on with some more things that you need to do. You need to say... What are the questions you have considered to investigate whether or not your spiritual framework may have taken a hit? You see, if you don't have a spiritual framework to start from, you don't know if you've taken a hit. And Dave, I think it's sad that you've, you got a brand new car and it just, you don't have to know about your car's frame, but then you find out, well, it does have a frame and it's been bent. And you go, wait a minute. And that, what am I, Dr. Moeller, what is he trying to say? If you you can fake it till you make it if everything's going right in your life. But once you get your, get your frame bent and your shock absorbers didn't work, you are going to be forced, if you want to get better, to develop your own framework and to try and explain why does your body, your mind demand that you know why you were raped? Why does your why does your my mind wonder why I had all those casualties in Vietnam? Why can't you just walk away and ignore it? Well, the fact is, because you're a spiritual being, you have a soul, and you have to deal with it now, and um, that is the foundation. On that note, we need to take another break. And uh, I had the thought, too, of, you know, with that bent frame, it can affect a lot of things. Like with a car, it can affect your tires. It can affect all sorts of different parts on a car. And the same way with a human being. So we'll get back into that right after this message. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. 
You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, and we're back on A Veteran's Place with Dr. Don Moeller. And, uh, Don, I'll turn it back to you. Thanks. I don't want to be all over the street, no pun intended, with these, so we'll review them at the end. Uh, Dave, give me a five-minute warning. Here's another question. What are either the evidences or reasons for not uh, believing that you have a spiritual frame or that the concept that your frame could not be bent? And what I mean by that is, in philosophy, if you don't believe a particular idea, you should have a counter-idea of why you don't. Now, you can ignore philosophy courses. It's fun to walk by the classes and not buy the books, but when you've got PTSD and you now know that it is a moral injury problem, you're going to have to confront the issue. And one way to confront it is to say, well, why don't I have a spiritual uh, uh, belief that I could have a bent, bent spiritual frame? In other words, you're the one that's suffering. You're going to have to consider something because nothing else seems to be working. And the next thing you need to think about, can you think of a single reason that the suffering of PTSD could have a life journey improving quality? Now, that's, that's a very uh, difficult question to answer. But I, unless you have PTSD, and I do, don't ever ask that question of somebody with PTSD unless you've been through it, okay? I want, I want to reiterate. I don't know how many counselors, PTSD counselors, have ever suffered from PTSD, but I don't think it would be appropriate for them to to say, well, why don't you just turn this around and see if it could be a positive experience for you? That's very trite. But I'm not asking that question in a trivial basis. You know, we're in the lifeboat, and we're bobbing around in the ocean, and anything that can help us find a course to get out of that situation is fair game. So that's why I'm asking that question. Do you think there's any way that you could flip the script and think, you know, PTSD may be able to have a positive point to it? And I will tell you on a personal basis, I was pretty much a freaking a-hole, okay? And now I have to practice my swimming techniques or drown. So my techniques are, I'm much more considerate of my patients. I listen to patients, especially my PTSD patients. Hey, that's a positive effect because if I was a psychologist, I probably would be just say, look, suck it up and get over it, or let's try these techniques. But Dave, you can probably agree with me as well. When you've had a disease and a problem, then you can be much more helpful to those that have that problem. And that's what I'm saying. You go, wait a minute, PTSD and my anger or my irritability has brought attention to the fact that other people might be frightened by that. 
and we're probably going to run out of time. And so next week we'll talk about the marriage relationship and your spouse and friendship. But I, I thought of an analogy in, in, in a relationship. I have treated patients with facial trauma, and that's my job, and severe facial trauma. And I'll tell you what's trivial. When you say, you know, we're going to get your jaws back and you'll be able to chew, they don't care about that. They care about something else. You say, hey, we're going to make your teeth pretty again. They really don't care about that. You say, hey, we're going to fix this and that. Do you know what patients with facial trauma are really considering? Will I ever be able to go out in public again? And will I have, will I be disfigured? You see, your face is related to your personality. And I know that to be a fact because of this population of patients. Well, here's the problem. If you're thinking you're going to make your patient better by making the jaw fracture fixed or get their teeth fixed or an implant or facial prosthesis, their final question out the door is, will I ever be able to go out in public again? And what happens? We're social creatures. When was the last time you saw a horribly disfigured person walking at a, at a county fair or out? You most likely haven't. Because your face is your personality and you withdraw. You don't want to go to the county fair. You don't want to go out at all. You probably would prefer to stay at home. That's withdrawal. Do you really want to show your friends how bad your face was ruined by this horrible event? No. Well, why do you think PTSD people don't want to, don't want to discuss deep spiritual problems? Because most people that you meet do not want to discuss deep spiritual problems. And you know deep down that they don't want to hear it either. And I had top-ranked SEAL Special Forces people come into my office and tell me, you're the only one that can listen to this because you've been to combat. Veterans don't judge other veterans. So when you want to know why you can't tell people about your problem, quite simply, you can't hardly bear it yourself. And so these are spiritual issues that you need to address. You need to at least consider, and that's what I'm saying on this program, you need to give serious consideration to the deep core damage that's been done to you, and you need to start considering it. Put it on things to consider. You need to go out <clears throat> away from your friends and, and write down, you know, Dave, just like when your car had a bent frame, you didn't even know what one was. You didn't even know the people were looking at you. Well, the purpose of this entire discussion this morning is to say you need to consider spiritual origins, soul-wounding origins, as a core value that needs to be fixed. Remembering to get up early and organize your clothes and have breakfast ready and drink coffee, that's, that's helpful. But a lot of people that have, for example, military sexual trauma, how are you, you going to reframe that? How is someone who's got complex PTSD, who's gone out on mission after mission, going to feel better by doing a few tricks that we've talked about? No, those are just things to help. You've got to have peace with your soul 
mature, whether you want to believe it or not, you have to address the spiritual issues and spiritual injuries that you've encountered as a result of your PTSD. And until you do that, you're going to find it that that wound may not be able to be closed and will continue to drain. Dave, what do you think? I think you've brought up a subject and uh, and looked at uh, something that we hadn't looked at really before in PTSD, and I think this is something that everybody that suffers from PTSD or knows of somebody uh, should look at this. And, you know, I was, I had been thinking that if you have PTSD and you can help somebody else that has it, you know, that's that's true to an extent. But PTSD is pretty individualistic, and uh, everybody reacts differently. So it's something that uh, just has to be worked with. Yes, Dave, exactly, and I'm glad you brought that up. PTSD manifests in a general sense in very similar matters with the average people, person, patient. But there is no one recipe that fixes everything. And that's why if the least thing that you're going to do as a result of listening to this, excuse me, program, is that there is this concept of a bent spiritual frame. And you, you have to consider it. You have to consider what would it take for me, what point would I have to reach before I would say, you know, I think Doc is right because I think the core thing that's really bothering me, that's really wrecked my life, has been the idea that I had to see, <clears throat> and you fill in the blank, so much trauma, I was raped. It, it just didn't fit into my spiritual framework. And, and make no mistake about it, I think the majority of people in the world have not really done the deep dive and, and found out what is the reason for my life, what is the purpose of my life in, in any depth. And remember, PTSD is an invitation, and I, it's a perverse way to look at it, but it's an, it is an invitation to a, do a deep dive on the meaning of life. And, and I would suggest that many suicides uh, may happen, and I'm, this is just my belief, that they have reached the point going, my, my very core of existence, my reason for existence has been damaged beyond repair. And that, and I want to end with a, with, a, with a note of hope, you can read the book Job. No, Job did get an answer, and Job had full-blown PTSD without a doubt. And there is hope. So there's, you have to do the deep dive, and if you come back empty, then you need to consider biblical truth. And I'll just be very blunt about that. That's why the book of Job is the oldest book, piece of literature most likely in the world. And you need to read it. There is hope. And you, it is frustrating when you do everything your therapist says and nothing seems to be really getting to the issue. It definitely will help. But I recommend that people use their PTSD disorder, their stress disorder, 
as a door to go through and do some self-examination and then obviously treat it as a moral injury. Okay, Dave, that about wraps it up, I think. Yes, sir. And uh, as always, you've brought up interesting points that people can... I I hope that uh, people have taken notes as you've talked today and will look at this in not a different light, but just a, a new light. And uh, that uh, you've brought another message, another fact to the table that uh, people can look at. And I uh, want to thank you, Don, Dr. Don Moeller, uh, doing a veterans place and um, we will be back next week with a veterans place and uh, more interesting topics and discussion about PTSD and I want to remind everybody that if you suffer from PTSD and you're not sleeping at night you need to listen to previous shows and the fact that Dr. Don Moeller has not a cure, but a response and a way to get you rest and sleep at night, even with PTSD. And you need to check into it. So, with that being said, thanks for listening, and thanks for spreading the word like mayonnaise on a piece of bread. We appreciate it, and uh, talk to your veteran friends, and let them know about America's Web Radio. We'll see you next week. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.